My brother Marlon's preaching. Come on, man. Yeah, I'll pray for him and for his bad choice in football teams. <laughs> But we love him. Grace, grace. Lord, thank you for Marlon. Gracias por Marlon, Señor. Lord, we're so thankful that you brought Marlon into our lives here. Estamos tan agradecidos que has traído a Marlon en nuestras vidas en este lugar. This boy from Kenya came este, to Mooresville. Este varón de Kenya, Mooresville. Lord, I pray today that you would just pour out your spirit on him. Yo oro que tú derrames de tu Espíritu Santo sobre él ahora. He'd see your face and hear your voice. Que él pueda ver tu rostro y oír tu voz. And Lord, that you would let him pour it out. All that you have for us today, Lord. All that you have for us, Lord. That you give Marlon strength and mercy. Grace. To bring it. <laughs> Amen. All right, don't hold back on us today. No retengas nada. Amen. You know, it takes a really brave soul to walk up in here with a Raiders shirt, you know. <laughs> so if you can take me, come up here. <laughs> I'll mess with you guys. You guys are in trouble today, man. You know, we Africans like to preach for a really long time. I mean, four hours, that's just a warm-up. That's just the introduction. So hopefully you brought your lunch and a snack. Meat, noon, day, snack or something. So that way, you know, we, we can get through the whole entire message. Amen. So you guys all right this morning? It's okay. But we're in the Lord's presence, you know. It's a good place to be. Amen. Ah, See, I'm a very complex human being, man. Moved from Africa, lived in D.C. You think I'll write, like, I would like to watch the Redskins, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I picked the Raiders. Like, have you been in California before? I was like, no. So, you know, the anointing reaches all the way. We good. And then for my college football team, I like the U, the Hurricanes. Last night I stayed up watching them, man. It was really anointed. Hey, I'm paying for it this morning. <laughs> so, but they, they beat the fighting Irish solidly. 41 to 8. I was having a party in my own house. I was like, oh, yes, Lord, thank you. you. So, anyways, let me start with my sports adventures and my complexities. So, let's just turn our hearts back to Jesus. Amen. Because that's where it is. And it's about loving Jesus, about falling in love with Jesus. And the good thing about that is, with the Lord, the more you have of him, the more you want. It's like the opposite. Here on this earth, you eat and you're full, you're good. Until the next time. But with the Lord, once you taste him, you want more. You want to eat some more. And this morning, just for like, let's just take a few moments, just a few minutes here, and just let our hearts just see Jesus first. 
Let your hearts just be drawn to him this morning. So take that time. There's no hurry this morning. It's not a long message. It's a really simple message that the Father gave me this morning. So let our hearts just focus on the Lord right now. Just whisper your love to him. Just whisper your love to him this morning. We just love you, Jesus. We adore you, Jesus. We're so thankful for you, Jesus. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the life of heaven and the life within us. You're the creator of all things. And by you, whole, everything holds together in you, Lord. Everything finds its purpose and fits perfectly in you and finds its place in you. And this morning, we just want to honor you, Jesus. We want to honor you with our hearts. We want to honor you with our minds. We want to honor you with our souls. We want to honor you with our emotions. Because we gather here to hear you. We gather here to love on you. We gather here so we can enjoy the fellowship in oneness of the spirit. To adore you, O King of glory. We thank you, Jesus, you're the mighty warrior. You're the one that has fought and keeps on fighting on our behalf. We thank you for absolutely, by your blood, making us a new creation. That we have the privilege of being called sons and daughters because of the shedding of your blood. That's it, Tony. Thank you, Lord. That's what it is. Just keep on. Just keep on. Just let your heart be drawn to him right now. Let your heart just get captivated by him. See him. See him. See him. This is not a spiritual exercise. The reality is he's here in this place this morning. See him. Mm. See him. See him this morning. And let your heart just fall in love with him all over again. Let your heart just be drawn back to the first love. Him and only him. Regardless of what your weakness look like, regardless of what your life is like, at this very moment, it's him. So let go. Let go. Whatever it is, let go. Let it 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 go. Let go of the shame. Let go of the condemnation. Let go of the guilt. Because he's paid for all of that. There is nothing more to be added. There's nothing you can take away. Nothing. You cannot be good enough. He makes us good enough. We can't make ourselves acceptable, but he makes us acceptable. We can't save ourselves, but he saves us. We can't get ourselves to heaven, but he gets us to heaven. 
We can't make ourselves Christians. He makes us Christians. So let go. Let go this morning. Come on, people. Let go this morning. Let go this morning. That's what I hear from the Father. Let go this morning. Let go, let go, let go, let go, let go. Here's the comfort that we have. He knows us so well and so intimately that sometimes I listen my own life. I question my sanity. And I'm saying it's like I'm schizophrenic. It's like you're sitting there peeking daisy, you know, he loves me, he loves me not. He loves me today, he loves me not. He loves me today, now he loves me not. Yeah, that's the definition for insanity. But he knows us so well and so intimately, so deeply, that there's nothing that you've done that surprised him. There's nothing that you will do that will still surprise him. It was never our idea in the first place to even think about him. It was never our choice to receive him. It was not our will that brought us to loving him. The same one that knows us so deeply that now he has made a way for us to become a new creation in him. That we may become sons and daughters without any baggage. And the reason there's no baggage is because we're born into his family. Born into his family. He literally took us and placed us in his own family. He only had one begotten son. And he sacrificed the one begotten son that he may have many sons and daughters. Not our idea. That was his idea. So let go, is what the Father says. Let go of what you think it should be. Even when you mess up. I remember the Lord challenged me this one time. I mean, several times, actually. But this one time was a really big deal. And I remember the Lord saying, I mean, because I was mobbing. I was full of guilt, full of shame, full of condemnation. And I wallowed in it, actually. I swam in that river. Up and down, up and down. Wore myself out. Until the father came to me and said, how about we do this? Those things you worry about your past, those things that have happened, those things that you've done. I'd like for you to go back in time and change them. I was stumped. Which of you can go back and change that? With whose power of your own volition can you go back and change what has happened? It stopped me. And the father said, I'm the only person that can go to your past and do something about it. 
I'm the only person that can be in your present and do something about it. I'm the person that goes ahead of you. And I do something about it. So let go this morning. Let go this morning. Let go this morning. Whatever it is. Whatever things are, let go this morning. Because the price for those things have been paid for in full. It is not installment. It is one time, one deal, done for all time. So our thought process is no longer in earthly thinking. Our thought process is about the eternal things that the Lord has done. Because what it did was an eternal thing. We forget, at least I forget. And I look at things from this perspective that is limited. But the truth is, what he did was an eternal thing. (laughs) I'm going to let that sink in. (laughs) So let go this morning. The deepness of how much he knows us should free us to the point that I'm not saying it doesn't matter when you mess up. Yes. Repent about it. Yes. Talk to the Lord about it. I'm not trying to make any of that stuff. Not trying to say. Even Paul put a disclaimer. You know, he goes, with sin abounds, what abounds even more? Grace abounds. It's scandalous. I mean, to the point where he said, listen, it doesn't mean should we go on sinning so that we may receive more grace? Surely not. But the truth is this. That grace is eternally boundless. Not earthly, boundless. It's eternally boundless. It echoes through time into eternity. Okay, let go this morning. I'm going to repeat that phrase. Let go this morning. There is not enough that you can pay. It's a matter of fact, it's an insult to the Father that He gave His one and only begotten Son so that somehow, out of our own effort, we can complete the work that He begun. That somehow, out of our own effort, we can complete His grace. How dare we? How dare we finish that which the Father gave it all? Gave everything. Everything. He didn't give up heaven, He gave up. His one and only begotten. The one that he loved eternally and deeply. Way before we even knew who the word was. He gave him up. So how dare we think that somehow, even in our failure, that we can complete the walk of the cross. Since when? Hmm. Let go this morning. Let go this morning, people. Let go this morning. Let go this morning. Whatever it is you're holding on to. There's not enough you can pay to make it right. Try it. Try it. There's not enough, people. And I feel such a strong thing burning in me. Because I feel like some, that's, at least from my own personal life, that's what holds us back from trying to enter into his presence. Trying to hide like Adam and Eve from the very presence of the one 
the gladly wants to give it. I'm going to read Psalms 139. I don't want you just to hear it. And know, this has come from King David. A man that tapped into the grace of God even before any other human really realized what the grace of God was all about. Walked freely in it. Messed up royally. But whole in his whole life, all he leaned to is the grace of God. Up to the very end of his breath. Right into eternity. Walked right into eternity. Still under the grace of a loving father. So here's what it says in Psalms 139. It says, and I'm using the New Living Translation, by the way. You all know my claim on that one, right? It's clear, simple English, which I love. All right, here we go. It says, oh, Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down, oh, stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. When you see me when I travel, I mean, you see me when I travel, and when I rest at home. I'll let that sink in. You know everything that I do. He said there is nothing that is hidden from the Lord. Nothing. If you realize how freeing that is, if we can actually tap into that part and really realize that he knows everything that we do. Everything. Even before we do it, he knows it. Okay, let's read on. It's a you know what I'm going to say even before I say it. So that time, you know, you cussed out your employer. Oh, he knew that was going to come out of your mouth even before you. You maybe surprised you. <laughs> I know sometimes it surprises me. Oh, whoa, snap, Lord. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, confession time. I got, I got to confess this one. I already told my wife. She laughed and she prayed for me. So I'm praying for you, honey. So I dropped the keys off at school this one morning. Coming back to Davidson. And in my red mirror, I'm watching this guy. And he's kind of driving crazy. Okay, he's got the same kind of truck that I have, except he's black. And, uh, and as he's driving, he's tailgating this one lady that's in the van. You know, the lady's trying to make a left hand. And literally the guy's behind him going, you know what I mean? Like inching and inching and just really taunting. I'm getting annoyed. And then I realized, wait a minute. If that lady makes a left turn, that guy's going to be behind me. So I started to go, oh, Jesus, please help me. Because, ah, Lord, stop praying in tongues, do whatever. You know what I mean? And at that moment, I was having a wonderful time with Jesus. Man, the presence was in the car. I was having a fun time with the Holy Ghost. I was just swimming in the river of heaven. I mean, the delight was just awesome. But at the back of my mind, I'm going, ooh, that dude is still coming, man. Lo and behold, he comes behind me, tailgates me, like close. Now, if you're going through Davidson, the speed limit goes from 35 to 25 to 20. Okay? So, so I say, you know what? There's this person called Cal Burrito. I said, I'm going to pull in there. Just let this guy go. I don't need to get into any of these. So I pull in. He goes by. Man, he is flooring it, man. He's pulling like 50, 55 just going down there. Now, you know what's crazy? Because there's so many kids there. 
There's so many families that walk around there. So, and I'm like, man, Lord, where's the police when you need one? You know, like this guy's going to do something bad. So he gets to the light, turns red, it stopped, and he couldn't, obviously couldn't go in. So I, I pulled up right behind him. And uh, I'm trying to have all sorts of self-control at this point because, you know, I'm like, oh, Lord, I feel like I need this guy needs to get off the road. So, turns green, he floors it. He gets to the other side. He keeps on doing the same thing to these other people. So, I'm about to make a right at this particular light. And uh, since I was so annoyed him, you know, sometimes you, you, maybe, maybe you don't do, maybe you guys don't do stuff. You stay the guy down. As you walk by, as you drive by, you're like, you jerk. Can't believe you. Like, just, just bad. And you know what the guy does? He looks at me, he goes. <laughs> and <laughs> at that point, I'm going, man, Lord. Man, this is a white boy tripping, Lord. That boy, that boy tripping, Lord. Me doesn't even know. What I got here right now, like for real, I'm in. Oh, I mean, if you're African, you know, man, that's like ultimate disrespect, man. You're like, man, I'm about to pull you through the window <laughs> and school you a little bit. But, <laughs> but I realized what a minute. I'm in Davidson, you know, and, um, I'm an African guy. We don't need to be pulling people out the window. <laughs> Unless Byron can come bail me out. We <laughs> so I was like, so, so I look at him, I'm like, slow down, man. And and he you could tell he's moving his lips, saying something, and then he goes again, what? Man. Uh, <laughs> it was like a reflex without realizing it. Lord Jesus, help me. I flicked the guy off. And I went, I went, oh, Jesus, I just did that, Lord. And literally, I felt like the, like the river just ebbed. The breath was gone. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, jeez, Lord. I didn't tell somebody that I just did this right now, Lord. So I'm like, oh, my word, Lord. Oh, gosh. But, you know, he had it coming, Lord. I mean... <laughs> You're you trying to justify it whichever way you want to justify it. But the thing was, it was completely wrong. Like, that's the bottom line. And here's the star that came by. I said, what if that guy came to church? I'm like, oh. That, that's the guy. I didn't know he was a pastor. That's the guy, man. Oh, Jesus. Anyways. That's really back in. So. So how well does the Lord know us? Even that moment, he knew. Even at that moment, he knew. He knew I was going to lose it. Yeah, he knew. It didn't make it right what I did. Okay, I want to be clear about that. It didn't make it right what I did. But the truth about it was, he knew that I was actually going to do that action. And actually, you know. So while I'm there, I'm like, Lord, I'm just so sorry, man. You know, I'm trying to get the presence back. I don't know how many people have been there before. It's like it goes out the window. You're trying to pull it back, you know. Like, Lord, please. 
<laughs> bring, bring me again with the presence. I want to go back to that place. And uh, so anyways, the Lord knows us well. He knows everything about us. Even before you do it, he knows it. So as I keep on reading here, that was a little commercial break. So we, we can come back and be spiritual again. <laughs> it goes, oh, yes, Lord, help us today. All right. So say, you know what I'm going to do? Well, you know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Oh, my goodness, people. We can never escape from his own spirit, no matter what. No matter how far we run. No matter how deep of a hole we dig. He sends his spirit to chase after us. This lines up with what Jesus said. He said what? I am going to the Father. But I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm going to send you somebody. The promise of the Father. Holy Spirit himself. He will be with you forever. Jesus said, I will never leave you as often. I will not forsake you. I will send the promise of the Father and he will be with you forever. He will live in you. I will never leave you. Okay. Going on to the next part here. Hey there, sweetness. That's a great surprise. You know you're going to be here. All right, here we go. Then he goes on and says, I can never get away from your presence. <laughs> I mean, I could stop preaching right now and just go home. I can never, I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride on the wings in the morning, if I dwell by the Father's oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. I'm sure people, I've been there before. Or you feel like you messed up so much, you're like, Lord, you, just... you think that Moses was crazy to say, Lord, kill me today? He said, you brought, I said, did I give these people birth? That you going to leave me? <laughs> you going to let me lead them through the desert? He said, please take me. Same thing with Elijah. Came to that place and said, Lord, this is after he had performed and called fire from heaven. Here's this man running into the desert, up the mountain, away. But yet in that place, guess who found him? The Spirit of the Lord found him in that place. So no matter how dark he gets, how far you go, how low you've fallen, no matter how high spiritual you are, his spirit will always be with you. His presence will always be with you. So let go this morning. Let go this morning. Let go this morning. I feel like the Lord saying, let go this morning. There's some things you're holding on to. Let go this morning. Woo! 
goes on. And he says, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Thank you, Lord. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being, perform- I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. <laughs> Woo! I don't know whether that lights you up, but before you even took the first breath, he knew you. And ordained you. And put his fingerprint on you. And said. You I will chase. For the rest of your life. Okay. Thank you Lord. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life. Was recorded in your book. The good day. The bad day. Doesn't matter. Because, you know, that's part of a story. You know that? The good and the bad. It's our story. All those things that have happened to us, the Father's moving a most beautiful, perfect tapestry. Then when we get there, we'll be shocked at the monument that he's put together. Saying, you are my beloved son. You're my beloved daughter. All this, I used it for good. What the enemy meant for evil. I took it and I used it for your gain. Let go this morning, people. Let go this morning. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, oh God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand. If you go to the beach, you try counting the sand out here. See, they outnumber that. I take that as plural. The combination of all the beaches possible on this earth. Woo! And when I wake up, you are still with me. <laughs> so let go. This morning. Let go this morning. No matter what is going on in your life, remember this His blood is more than enough. I don't care what it is. The worst murderer to the worst rapist to the most noble person, they all need the blood of Jesus. Aren't you glad that the blood of Jesus does not discriminate? I'll be utterly disqualified. Aren't you glad that the blood of Jesus does not discriminate? It covers all sin, no matter what it is. He paid a dear price so that we 
will not hold on to any guilt, shame, condemnation. That we may know that he has restored us. Not only to be sons and daughters, but to be friends of the Father. You see, I grew up without a dad. And all my life, what I learned how to do really well is how to fend for myself. That's what you call an orphan spirit. That means this. When you mess up, you fend for yourself. When you do great, you still fend for yourself. In either spectrum, you still don't enjoy either. You don't enjoy none of them. Because you always think about, is this going to go? Is this the last time I might see this part? So guess what you do? You hold everything. You grab a hold of everything. You don't want to share it. Just in case, it might not be there tomorrow. I took that same relationship that I had with me and superimposed it over God the Father. That even the thought of his generosity, I felt shameful to even receive it. Because I felt like I had to do something. I felt like I had to dig in a little bit more. I had to wallow in that condemnation, in that shame, in that guilt, that river. I had to swim a little bit longer. Maybe 10 years is enough. No, maybe 20 will be enough. No, maybe when I'm 90, Lord, I've done everything perfectly right. Maybe that might be enough that I can earn your love. That's the orphan spirit. Forces you to fend for yourself. I learned how to do that very well. It's taken me a long time to start unlearning that part. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, it's good this morning. <laughs> Come on. So let go. Let go. It's taken me years. I'm not even there yet. I'm not going to tell you that I've attained the goal. But each day is different. Each day, there's more freedom of me realizing I really do have a father. I have a father that I can run to and will actually take care of me. Which was hard for me to receive because it was hard for me to comprehend what that looks like. I didn't know what that looks like. What does that look like? What does it mean? How do you depend on somebody? I was like, I've always depended on myself. How do I depend on somebody else? Mm. I mean, scare me to death. Like, scare me. But yet the Lord let me struggle until I had nothing more left. And I crawled back right into his presence. I said, Daddy, I can't do this anymore. You're really my dad. Either you are or you're not. And things started shifting. Let go this morning, people. Let go this morning, people. Let go this morning, people. Here's what it says in Romans 5, something from verse 9, all the way through 12 seasons. And sins will be made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ. He will suddenly save us from God's what? Condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still what? His enemies. How extravagant is the father? What can we do that can keep us from his presence? 
other than our shame and guilt, and we need to own it. And he goes on and says, We will suddenly be saved through the life of his son. Suddenly. It didn't say maybe. Okay. So, so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. His blood is enough. What he did on the cross is enough. There is nothing extra for us to add to it. There's nothing we can do to take away from it. Whether we're having a bad day or a good day, the bottom line remains this. He is who he says he is. He's still God, and he still gave his only begotten son. Whether I believe it or not, that doesn't matter at this point. The reality is he did. And he did it for me and for you. He didn't do it for himself. He did it so that we can be rightly restored back in the right relationship with the Father in heaven. So let go this morning. Let go this morning. The Father desires for us to enter his presence. Just remember this. We don't have any guilt and shame. We have the confidence to actually approach him. Confidently. Not shyly. Not like maybe for a week I need to wallow in something, pay for it enough, and then maybe on Sunday I might be back in his good graces. It's an immediate thing. The provision has already been made. He says, turn. And he's there as a good father with arms wide open. The one person that can liberate is him. For me, my pattern was run as far as I can. When I was in college, actually in high school, when I graduated, my mom wanted me to go to school that was only 15 minutes away in Western Maryland. I had scholarship, gave me money. But I didn't want to go that close. I mean, it's like I didn't realize that I was running. But I was running. I went as far as possible with as far as she can tolerate. <laughs> okay. But the Lord was in all those plans. Even for me, even though I was running, the Lord was in those plans. That's what made my wife. Without my wife, there ain't no three kids. Wonderful kids. I'm telling you. You can't run away from his spirit. I had my own good plans. I had it worked out. Perfectly worked out. <laughs> you know, seven hours away, great. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Woo! Oh, yes, Jesus, help me this morning. (laughs) But yet, in all of that, the Father never stopped chasing me. He never stopped coming after me. So no matter how far we've fallen, no matter how high spiritual you're walking, his spirit will continue chasing you. So let go this morning. Let go this morning. Because the Father wants you to run into his presence. 
one of the things the father started teaching me is this. Whenever I stumble or fall, not to run away from him. Every instinct in you wants to run. Everything. Like you just want to book it. Because it's a shame. And the devil is there absolutely solidifying it in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did a dumb wrong. He ain't never going to forgive you about this one. You ain't going back. Don't even try to go back. He don't see you right. You ain't good enough. Oh, you're going to fail again tomorrow. I mean, how many things? I mean, just continuous. But the moment when I hear the father say, turn. The devil is gone. And the reason he's gone is not because he's afraid of me. Guess who he's afraid of? He's afraid of God himself. So he tucks his leg. He tucks his tail between his legs and he's gone. So I want to encourage you this morning. Let go and run to the father with absolute abandonment. Not because you have qualified yourself, but he has qualified you. He has made you right with himself. So therefore, you're going to approach him boldly. So that you don't think this African is just spitting out words that are his. How about I read something from Hebrews? This is what I'll finish with. This is what it says in Hebrews 4, 14 through verse 16. It says, so then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. For he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So, let us come boldly, boldly, not timidly, boldly, boldly, because the provision has already been made. So, there's nothing more to add to it. It's just you need to show up. You just need to show up. And let the father do what he does best. And he goes on. And he says. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and find to help us when we. So there should be a reckless abandonment when you come before the Father. Because he has made every provision that there's no obstacles between you and him. There's not a curtain anymore. There's not a wall that is there. On his end, nothing. Last time, one of the meetings that I was leading here Sunday morning, I saw the Lord knocking on people's door. And he said, behold, I'll knock at the door. If you open, I'll come in. And sometimes people, those doors, plural, some of it could be shame that you have. could be guilt that you have. Disappointment. It could be circumstances that are just ruthless. Unrelenting. They don't seem to pause for you. It's one thing after another, just like in the life of Job. It's just one thing after another, after another, after another. And you're like, surely how bad can he get just when he thought it couldn't get any worse? Dropped another bomb. Boom. But yet, when you look at Job's life, the spirit of God was here with him all along. As a matter of fact, the spirit of the Lord was with him so much that he actually interceded for his friends. That are come there to condemn him. 
They came there to accuse him. Saying, you are saying that you're sinless. You are saying that all these other things. How dare you say that? So which doors this morning do you need to fling wide open and let go and let the king of glory come in and only he can do, only he can do, only he can do because there's no other provision, people. There is no other provision, people. You cannot go on the cross. Neither can you resurrect yourself. Neither can you blot out one single sin out of your own life. We lie to ourselves. Only the blood of Jesus. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. It's only Jesus. That's why we celebrate him. Let's have the worship team up here. That's why we celebrate him. That's why we look upon him with absolute adoration. That's why some people go crazy and throw themselves on the floor and act a fool. Because they have tasted him. They have seen him. They They understand something. So what are you holding on to this morning? That the Lord is saying, fling wide open your doors. That the king of glory may come in. That you may find rest from your weariness. That he may put his yoke on you. His yoke on you. And he said it out of his own mouth. My yoke is and my burden is. Sometimes it don't seem like it. But growing up in Africa with my granddad, whenever you have two oxen that are pulling side by side, there's always one that's actually a lot more smart and stronger than the other one. They don't put the same, they don't put two strong ones there. They will never dig. They will just be fighting the whole entire time with dominance. So what you do, you put one older oxen that is full of wisdom and then you put one younger oxen so you can learn from the older oxen. The yoke of Christ. He's the oxen of all oxen. He called himself a wild, he called himself a wild ox. Go read numbers. He calls himself a wild ox. Have you ever seen an African buffalo? So it's a version of an ox. Those things are so ferocious. Lions don't like messing with them. Elephants don't like messing with them. I mean, they're just hard-headed. And they're wild, man. This is the only wild kind of ox that has never been domesticated and cannot. It's that wild. Cannot. Very unpredictable. Does that sound familiar? Jesus can definitely ruffle your feathers. He can definitely ruffle your feathers. He's a wild guy. Gives us a wild ride. I'm thankful of those rides. So let's just take a few moments here. I'm done, really. Let's just stand to a feet this morning. I don't know which kind of doors you're holding on to this morning so tightly. Maybe you put some two-by-fours and put a few chains and put a metal door. In Africa, we have to barricade our doors.
Tony's been there. Anybody else has lived in Africa? We barricade all the windows, doors, metal, bars, so that nobody can come in. We absolutely fortify so that nobody comes up in there. Sometimes we do that with the Lord because we think that the Lord is the enemy. Because the enemy lies to us. That we're in pain and deep kind of doo-doo kind of stuff. That it's the Father. It's God himself that is doing this to us to teach us a lesson. Mm. How can a father that gave his only begotten son be the same father that inflicts? The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. So all I wanted to just say is this is business between you and Jesus. This is business between you and Jesus. As a worship team plays, whatever doors you have shut, fling them wide open. The sun of righteousness is shining on us this morning. Now it's afternoon almost. The sun of righteousness is shining on us. It's like when he visited that man, the demoniac man that was chained for years and years and years because he was insane, was not in his right mind, beat everybody up. But when Jesus showed up in the sin, his freedom came. And he was in his right mind. So here this morning, the Lord wants to put you back in your right mind. The Lord wants to give you his mind, which is an eternal mind, which is not an earthly mind because he has no interest in earthly things, has every interest in eternal matters. So let the mind of Christ, which is in you, be the dominant. So fling wide open those doors. Fling wide open those doors this morning. Fling wide open those doors this morning. Holy Spirit, help us this morning. Help us fling the doors where we're so afraid to even open those doors, Holy Spirit. We love you, Comforter, because you are the one that came from the Father. You are the one that touches us. You are the one that leads us to all truth. So this morning, Holy Spirit, let your truth come as we open our doors this morning. Let your truth come in this morning. Let truth himself come and let him set up a chair and a table. Let him set up a chair and a table. And let him pull another chair so that you may see with him. this morning Holy Spirit blow on us this morning Holy Spirit 
Sopla sobre nosotros, Espíritu Santo. Saturate us with the kindness of the Father. Rodéanos con la bondad del Padre. Saturate us with the love of the Father. Satúranos con la bondad del Padre. Saturate us with the oil of heaven. Satúranos con el aceite del cielo. Lubricate the hinges on those doors, Holy Spirit. Lubrica, Señor, cada accesorio de la puerta. That they may start opening up with ease, Lord. Para que se puedan abrir con facilidad. With ease, Lord, this morning. En esta Because your yoke is easy, Porque Lord. Tu yugo, Señor, es And fácil. your burden is light, y tu Lord. Carga es ligera. So meet us here this morning, Holy Spirit. Con nosotros, Espíritu Santo. started out this morning with the Lord giving us a word that he wanted to heal us the biggest hindrance to that healing is unbelief and the biggest reason for unbelief is because we don't feel like we're worthy we let the enemy entertain our minds with all the reasons why God shouldn't heal us so I thought it was real apropos that we started out with a word for healing God wanted to heal us we did what we were instructed to do we prayed but Marlon's word truly is the lubricant the grease on the door that opened the door to allow that healing to take place. Amen. Muchas veces lo que impide la sanidad es la duda. Comenzamos en esta mañana la reunión hablando sobre sanidad y luego ahora Marlene trajo un mensaje animándonos a que dejemos la duda de lado y que abramos la puerta de nuestro corazón y permitamos que Dios se acerque a nosotros y nosotros nos acerquemos al Señor. Simply believe and Solamente then receive. Crea, crea, Before I dismiss everyone, I wanted to pray for the early family. For those of you who did not hear, um, Jacob Burley's father went to be with the Lord the other morning um, with a heart attack totally unexpectedly. Quisiera orar por una familia que perdió a un ser querido por causa de un ataque al corazón. So, Father, we pray for Jacob and for Amy. Oramos, Señor, por Jacob y por Amy. And for the entire early family. Y por toda la familia early. Thank you that they're such a great family. Te damos gracias porque es una familia maravillosa. And, and thank you, Father, for, for Brian being with the Lord. Señor, damos gracias porque el Padre, Brian, está con el Señor. Está He's contigo. rejoicing. Él se está gozando. So we hold up the rest of the family. Señor, levantamos, pero levantamos al resto de la familia en oración. Comfort them. Señor, confórtalos. In Jesus name. En el nombre de Jesús. Amen. 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 I believe that the Lord wants us all to have an incredible week in his presence as much throughout the rest of the week as we are right now this morning. Amen. Amen. Que tengan una excelente semana en la presencia de Dios. Amen. Have a blessed week. team to come up. Anybody that wants to leave, have a blessed day. Anybody that needs prayer, come up.